Booty judge, booty judge, booty judge, booty judge, booty judge. We love Mayor Pete Booty Judge. No, I'm just kidding. He's a clown. I mean, what a what a disaster, right? I mean, what a freak show. Moderate Mayor Pete, remember? I mean, moderate my ass, all right? I mean, he might as well be the Al-Qaeda. I mean, that, that's just according to him. That's just according to him. Radical Islam and Christianity are comparable. That's something he actually said. And then he says he's a Christian. Okay, well, then you're a terrorist, all right? And now he wants to rename anything named after Jefferson, just get rid of it. I mean, these people are trying to tear down the country before our very eyes, and then they're posing as viable political alternatives. It's the right thing to do, Pete Booty Judge says. You want to know what the right thing to do is, Pete? Send your butt back to South Bend, Indiana. All right, so Booty Judge, he goes on this town hall with Fox News, aired right before the Game of Thrones finale, which we're going to talk about in a sec, like it or not. But Mayor Pete goes on Fox News, unlike Pocahontas Warren, who says, I will not, I will not, I'd rather stay home and drink me a beer. Drinks it like a crazy person with her mouth wide open. Guess what, Liz Warren, you don't need a petition to go on Fox News, all right? You just don't do it. I mean, there's so much stupid going on on the left. It's actually hard to keep track of. So we're going to talk about all of that. But first, our sponsor today is Freedom Works, because believe it or not, freedom actually works. The Democrats like Liz Warren, Pete Buttigieg might want to give it a try. Just saying. So the Trump administration, they are slashing regulations left and right, and the economy is exploding as a result. I mean, have you guys seen the numbers? The consumer confidence is at, I think, a 15-year high. So the same thing needs to happen in Trump's Health and Human Services Department. Heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, cancer. These are all horrific illnesses that plague countless Americans today. Thankfully, America's doctors and researchers are working around the clock to find cures for them all. But if government officials like Azar have their way, that could actually all change. Their government-managed bureaucratic approach will set U.S. medical innovation back decades, ultimately forcing countless Americans to die waiting for treatments that may never be discovered. We can't afford to let that happen. So please go to freedomworks.org Miller and tell Alex Azar to fix patients, not prices before Americans suffer from medicine shortages and face endless wait times for treatments. But our friends over at FreedomWorks, they are sounding the alarm, but if they're going to succeed, they need everyone in this audience to help. Trump is leading the way in cutting costly regulations, but it will take every single person watching and listening to make sure his Health and Human Services Department follows suit. So go to freedomworks.org slash Miller. Tell Azar and elected officials to fix patients, not prices. That's freedomworks.org slash Miller. Go there today and take action right now. Freedomworks.org slash Miller. So booty judge. Booty judge, he goes on Fox News, does this little town hall. Chris Wallace did like a glowing package on the mayor. Watch. he would be the youngest president in U.S. history. I recognize the audacity at age 37 to seek the highest office in the land. But Pete Buttigieg, commonly known as Mayor Pete, has quite the resume. A church-going Episcopalian turned millennial internet star, Buttigieg has been making the late-night talk show rounds. But he and his husband, Chaston, live in the same neighborhood where he grew up. If elected, he would not only be the country's youngest president, but also the first openly gay commander-in-chief. 
All right. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't care less that he's gay. I'm more concerned about the fact that his husband is 29 and he's 37. It's a little creepy. But we'll see how well that goes over with the Saudis, all right? Now, Mayor Pete, he calls himself a Christian. So it's curious, very curious, that he speaks so poorly of the faith itself, although he still identifies with it, apparently. Well, you know, not unlike Christianity, when, when it is motivating someone to do something extreme, it, it can have a thousand different flavors. Well, I mean, tomato, tomato, thousand different flavors, Christianity, radical Islam, extreme is extreme, all right? Okay, there's lots of different flavors here. You got to understand, it's like Baskin-Robbins. I mean, the baker who didn't want to bake the cake for the gay wedding is basically a terrorist. I mean, come on, really? I mean, if that were the case and Islam and Christianity were comparable, you and your husband would be hurling yourself off of rooftops, buddy. I mean, that's what radical Islamists do to gay people. On the other hand, there is no form of mainstream Christianity that advocates for killing thousands of people in mass terrorist attacks. There's no form of mainstream Christianity that believes in burning people in cages and beheading them. That's radical Islam, all right? But I guess, I guess demagogues going demagogue, all right? And so the Democrats, they have a presidential candidate who's actually going out there on radio and doing interviews comparing Iran's variant of Shia extremism and Wahhabism, which is responsible for most of Islamic terrorism, to Christianity. But I guess, I guess that's fine. He's moderate. He's responsible. He's Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete, who wants Thomas Jefferson erased from our memory. I mean, the guy, he wants the guy who wrote the Declaration of Independence, the guy who wrote the words, all men are created equal and endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, among them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. He wants him gone. He had the audacity to go after our guy, Thomas Jefferson, says his name should be erased, Mayor Pete says. Should Jefferson Jackson dinners be renamed everywhere because both were uh, holders of slaves? Yeah, we're doing that in Indiana. I think it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I think it's the right thing to do, right? I mean, so casual about it. Just erase Tommy J from memory. Yeah, it's the right thing to do. It's what we're doing in Indiana. I mean, he doesn't give a crap about Indiana. This is from the South Bend Tribune. Quote, of the 120 days from February 1st through May 31st, Booty Judge was away or plans to be away from the South Bend area at least 55 days or 45% of the calendar days. In South Bend, Indiana, 65% are dissatisfied with the maintenance of city streets, sidewalks, and infrastructure. 51% don't agree that they have an overall feeling of safety in the neighborhood. 64% disagree that the city is a safe community for everyone. 70% don't agree the city has vibrant, welcoming neighborhoods. 71% don't agree the city has a strong, inclusive economy. 72% don't agree all residents are empowered with education, mobility, and technology. I mean, that sounds great, right? Sounds like he's doing a fantastic job there. He should be our president. In South Bend, there's been an uptick in violence in the city. Good for you, Mayor Pete. You're doing such a fantastic job. You know what? Actually, actually, the Democrats, they might applaud this because for them, you know, violence is always the answer. I'm going to quote a South Bend resident, Sean White, who summed up really nicely how good of a job Mayor Pete has done. Ain't changed. How is he going to run the whole country if you can't even get your city right first? It's a good question, Sean. I'll wait for Booty Judge to answer that for us. We've shown you in the past how radical Pete is. He is a radical in moderate's clothing. In fact, we were actually one of the first 
to expose him. But Philip Wegman at The Examiner sums it up pretty nicely. He says, Booty Judge wants to repeal the Hyde Amendment, amnesty he wants for illegal immigrants, he wants to ban assault weapons, he wants to give D.C. a vote in the House. There's a reason D.C. doesn't have a vote, all right? Don't need to change that. He wants to revive the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. He is pro-Green New Deal. Looks like we got a socialist on our hands. He wants a $15 minimum wage. I mean, and remember, his dad is a crazy Marxist, textbook Marxist, and Booty Judge is also a socialist. Booty Judge, he hates the Trump tax cuts. He wants a higher marginal income tax rate. He is in favor of a wealth tax. He is a social liberal. The guy, I mean, remember, he doesn't think it's his place as a white man to tell a woman whether or not she should have a late-term abortion. Baby's almost out of the womb. Yeah, just snuff it out. That's moderate Mayor Pete stance. Moderate Mayor Pete, he is in favor of abolishing the Electoral College. He wants government-run health care, Obamacare. He is in favor of amnesty for illegals. He is anti-gun rights. I mean, the guy's record, it speaks for itself, all right? And it needs to be exposed as such before the mainstream media, they come and they try to portray him as the reasonable, responsible alternative to the crazy Democrats. No, he's just as crazy, all right? Mayor Pete is a radical, and we've had enough of him. So Mayor Pete, he does, this, uh, he does this town hall on Fox News that aired right before the Game of Thrones finale. And I got to be honest, the Game of Thrones finale was far more interesting than anything Mayor Pete had to say. And the Game of Thrones finale wasn't even that good. So we're going to talk about that next. So if you haven't watched the Game of Thrones finale, then leave right now. All right, because the rest of this episode is not going to be for you. It does contain spoilers, and I will ruin it for you, just like the season finale kind of ruined the whole series. No, I'm just kidding, all right? I'm just, it wasn't as bad as everyone is saying it was. You know, I'm getting real tired of the people who say, George R.R. R. Martin would have never written this. Yeah, literally never, because they couldn't get his lazy behind to finish the series. So I want to hear any more complaints about how this was not true to the author. Yeah, the author who couldn't bring himself to finish the series, all right? So we'll get into how this ended. So final warning again, spoilers officially begin in three, two, one, go, leave. All right. All right. Bran the Broken. Really? Bran the Broken? This is the guy that takes the throne. He's the worst character on the show. This little brat, this crippled little brat. All right. All right. The, Bran's the king. They nickname him Bran the Broken. Does that sound noble to you? I mean, you really want a guy named Broken to be the one to rebuild the Six Kingdoms? Come on. I mean, Tyrion, I thought you were supposed to be really good at all of this strategizing and storytelling, but I guess not. All right, but I digress. Game of Thrones, we've got the classic story of idiot politicians failing up destroying everything they touch in the name of the greater good, which coincidentally looks a lot like the same idiot politicians doing everything in our country they can to retain their power, despite proving over and over how ill-equipped they are to actually attain anything good. Which brings me to my main point. This is exactly why Cersei should have won it all, all right? Lannisters are clearly the most honorable family. I mean, Joffrey, Joffrey was my boy, all right? Jo jo Joffrey's the OG king. I, and no, don't tell me that he was evil, if you want evil, just take a look at Jon Snow, all right? I mean, Joffrey, he killed like a couple of people, tortured a few prostitutes, whatever. Jo Joffrey didn't stand by during Daenerys' reign of terror, literal terror attack where a million innocent people were killed. Like, that's my queen. That's my queen doing that, all right? 
I mean, we're dealing, we're dealing with all terrible people all around, and at least the Lannisters owned it, all right? So I, I miss Joffrey. I wish he still had him on the throne, but I'll take Cersei. I'll take his mom, Cersei, because sadly, Joffrey was killed by that broad in the turban. So I was pulling hard for Cersei. Here's why. One, she actually wanted to be queen. For, the, for some reason, the writers of the show, they're obsessed with the notion that the only good ruler is a reluctant one. I don't want it. I don't want it. I mean, that was Jon Snow, right? And then Bran also doesn't want it. I mean, like, hi, do you guys really want to be ruled over by this weird goth? who has zero interest in being a person, let alone a king, and would rather spend all of his time literally lurking around in the past like a weirdo while he leaves the idiot imp in charge to build the future. Dumb, all right? Number two, Cersei, she actually has a great heartwarming story. She spent two decades married to a man, Robert Baratheon, who treated her like absolute dog crap for no good reason at all. Her own father, he never took her seriously just because she was a woman. Although, let's be honest, Tywin kind of was a badass. Her dad, Tywin, was a total badass. I mean, the Lannisters, they're, they're just actually a great family all around. The only one who sucks is the imp. But back to Cersei. I mean, I gotta hand it to the woman. I gotta hand it to the woman. All of her kids, who she loved dearly, were killed in horrible ways. And she was never meant to be ruler of the kingdom, and yet when met with the responsibility, she rose to the occasion, and she never stopped working to bring stability to her kingdom. Now, in spite of all of that hardship, all of the tremendous difficulties she faced in her personal life, Cersei still found time to balance the budget, all right? That's important. Found time to balance the budget and pay off the kingdom's debts that her fat idiot husband ran up by throwing parties for his douchebag friends. That is good leadership. Number three, she was the only honest one of the whole bunch. I mean, sure, okay, she... She hated her subjects a little bit, all right? But they hated her back. But she was always upfront about that. You gotta like honesty. That's important, all right? Not like a certain mother of dragons I know who only loved the people if they loved her first. And if not, you know what, Dracarys, all right? Maybe if they gave her a chance, Cersei would have actually rebranded her monarchy after a few years of peace. We'll never know because they ended the season abruptly. But instead of the people getting King Raisinbran, that's apparently what the writers of the show want. I mean, I suppose they felt they had to end it with Bran on top because otherwise what would have been the point of him at all, right? I mean, getting pushed out of the window, it kicked off the entire series. But other than that and absolutely destroying Hodor, Hodor's life, he destroyed the poor guy's life, wrecked the guy in the past and in the present. I mean, this loser was off having a vision or like whatever. I'm having my little vision because I'm freaking Bran. He let, off, he let Hodor suffer from a seizure while he was in the vision. So he has Hodor seizing up in, this, in the vision and then dying in the other timeline. Absolute ass. Bran is an ass. I mean, what, what, did, what, the guy, what else did he do? What else did he do other than sit through the Battle of Winterfell? Oh, I'm Bran, I'm just sitting here. We don't need to see you, you little weirdo. All right, don't mind me, I'm just having a vision. All right, and then he got all of the children of the forest killed. That's all he did, all right? And did a whole religion out of his frickin' carelessness. And then for some reason, he, he didn't feel the need to warn anyone that Danny was preparing to do a 9-11 on King's Landing. I mean, he should have just died back in Winterfell. When they pushed him out the window, he should have died, and that would have solved the entire issue. Bran should have died when he fell out of the window. It would have made the entire series so much better, so much wasted airtime on this loser. I mean, and they didn't need Bran to tell John about his lineage. Oh, he was the one to tell Bran about his lineage. No, you actually don't need him because Sam and the eunuch also knew the secret, right? That whole part of the plot, it would have been fine 
without Bran. And it would have been so great when he dies and there's clearly no successor because apparently he can't have kids. You know, I know his legs don't work, but apparently his you-know-what doesn't work either. So this guy, he's not gonna have a successor. He was the worst king, he's not gonna have a successor. And if there's one thing we learned from this entire season, it's that the lords and ladies of Westeros are really awesome at coming to a peaceful decision about who the rightful king or queen should be, right? That's gonna be, that's gonna be seamless. I mean, I know there are a lot of people out there who wanted Jon Snow. Oh, Jon Snow's so honorable. They wanna see him on the throne, but why is my question. I mean, all he did was whine and complain when he was presented with more responsibility. He never met a battle plan he was actually capable of sticking with. He also wasn't a benevolent ruler. Oh, he would have been so benevolent. Remember, Jon Snow was the guy who hanged a little boy for betraying him? That's your benevolent ruler? I mean, perhaps, I guess, maybe a little mentorship would have been better than killing a child. Mel Melisandre, I blame you, Melisandre. You should have never brought his lame ass back. I mean, this guy is basically Anakin Skywalker, right? Jon Snow is the Anakin Skywalker of Game of Thrones, all angry from his childhood and obsessed with how things should be. Things should be better and good and nice when people can't decide what's good and nice. They should be made to understand. Remember, Anakin decided to make them understand what his version of good and nice was by taking over the universe and installing a ruthless dictatorship. But for Jon, that was letting his girlfriend slash aunt, I mean, that... It's a little creepy. Take over the kingdom in a fiery rage after being warned on numerous occasions that, hey, this chick's actually crazy and something should be done about her. No, she's my queen, I'm gonna be honorable to her. Sure, I, get, I mean, he redeemed himself before it was entirely too late, but then again, did he really? Did he really? I mean, if he wanted to redeem himself from anything, the man bun should have been the first thing to go, in my humble opinion. And it's not really a redemption if it only happens after he realized that, hey, burning down a city with thousands of people, probably millions, was one thing, but the whole nation building thing, well, that's just not something Jon Snow can get behind. Trust me, the best place for that lonely emo is up in the north where there's nothing to do but brood about, because I'm Jon Snow. And by the way, by the way, a big LOL at Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren and the rest of the feminazis who thought Danny was the answer to the patriarchy. She's gonna smash it down. Danny is my favorite. Ooh, Daenerys Stormborn Targaryen has been my favorite for the first moment she walked through the fire. Yeah, she wants that fire water is what Liz Warren wants. I'ma get me a beer. I mean, it's amazing that after all of these years of her promising to take back the Iron Throne with fire and blood, no one saw this coming. Really, no one? I mean, I guess it's easy to dismiss a clear penchant for killing in the name of girl power. After all, that's what they do at Planned Parenthood all day, er day, all right? That's their thing, killing people. So they probably don't even have a problem with what Daenerys did to that city. I mean, and I don't know about you guys, but Daenerys' speech to Jon in the throne room, throne room sounded so familiar to me. I, where, where did I hear something like that? You know, Jon's crying because he's realized he made a tiny mistake, little tiny mistake in backing a, a raging tyrant. I mean, he's questioning her logic for wanting to wipe out all remaining political enemies to build her new world. And then Danny says to John, it's not easy to see something that's never been seen before. Hmm, 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 where, where, have, I, where have I heard that one before? They said it was too big, too fast, not practical. I think that's because they just couldn't picture it yet. Hmm, that sounds awfully similar. That's right, Daenerys Dracarys is basically AOC. She's just smarter and better looking. And then we can't forget about Tyrion, that obnoxious little imp. Every tyrant needs their useful idiots, and boy, this man is one useful idiot. 
He made bad call after bad call after bad call. He, uh, the guy lost Highgarden, the guy lost Casterly Rock, and we're supposed to look at him like he's the wise one? This guy's wise, this guy's an idiot. I mean, Daenerys' first act as queen should have been sending his head tumbling down the steps to be used as a soccer ball by the Unsullied. And then what? He finally realizes, wow, I am so stupid. I am so vain. I am so short. I should not be allowed to decide anything on behalf of the people. I am not cut out for it, and I only make bad choices. And then Bran, the broke-ass, Raisin Bran, goes ahead and says, yeah, you made bad choices, but I'm sure you've learned your lesson, considering this is like, what, the third or fourth time your bad calls have landed you in prison. All right, so here, you get a promotion. Try not to get a whole people, a whole bunch of people needlessly killed this time, Tyrion. And then, you know, Tyrion's like, yeah, well, I like drinking, I like it, and I like knowing things, and I like living in a castle. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay, I mean, forget everything that I just said. I'll just keep my power. I mean, that's politics in a nutshell. Pontificate endlessly, like Tyrion, about how things should be and how they should be different, and then choose a solution that's virtually exactly the same. Remember, they were like, oh, should we try democracy? <laughs> no. All right. The only Stark I like is, uh, is Sansa, right? I mean, uh, Arya, I, I'm over Arya. She's a little precocious for my taste. But Sansa, I mean, Sansa is low-key a legend. We stand a legend here. Beauty and brains. She said, brother, I love you, but I'm Audi 5000. Bye. Winterfell is out. Winterfexit here. Pack it up, boys. We're done with this BS. We're going back to the north where we love it. I mean, and Winterfell, they left. Winterfell, let's be honest, though, Winterfell's a bit of a dump, right? It's a bit of a dump. I mean, like, why, why do they always have, like, crap out in the front? They've got wheelbarrows and crap. I mean, this is a castle, guys. This is a castle, not a porch in West Virginia. But while we're on the topic of those who dwell in Winterfell, gotta ask, what the hell was making the whole point of making us watch an entire season? I think it was like all of season six or something like that. We had to watch Arya being hit in the head with a stick, trying to train to be a faceless man. What's your name? I am nobody. It was so stupid. They spent a year hitting her in the head with a stick, blinding her, scratching her up, beating her to the floor, teaching her all sorts of ways to kill people in disguise, and then she uses that power just one time? I can't help but feel like an entire year of my life was wasted watching that crap. And I feel like it was a total waste. And now the deadliest assassin is perhaps the entire kingdom in the entire kingdom is going to abandon her cripple king brother in order to win what? In order to do what? Go on a cruise? Where is she going? She's going to discover America? She's going to become an ultimate colonizer? I, I bet she has a bunch of blankets carrying grayscale and the cargo hold of hers. Maybe she'll give that to the Indians. All right. Then I'll give an honorable mention to Ramsey Bolton. Our boy Ramsey, all right. Sans, in my opinion, should have never murdered her husband because that was a sick, that was a sick power couple. Come on. So anyway, that's my Game of Thrones roundup. Here's to Cersei Lannister, first of her name, the true queen of Westeros. Long may her ghost haunt King's Landing. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.